quick question for you. Hey, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Can you dig it? Yes, guy. Can you dig it? Yes, guy. The man with the words you've been dying to hear. Yes, guy. This is the Yes Guy Show with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Oh, yes, guy. Welcome to episode number 91. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Our guest list today, Ron Foxcroft, very shortly. Jim Lawson, CEO of Woodbine Entertainment, and Matt Cause, gameplay host on TSN 1050. Perry, how are you today, sir? Jim, doing great as always. How are you doing? Wow, that was kind of tentative. Can you pump it up a bit? Jim, I'm doing absolutely amazing today. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Not happy I had to convince you you were doing well, but nonetheless, we'll move on. <laughs> Looking for an experienced real estate agent, Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, has 27 award-winning years of real estate experience. So looking for the highest level of knowledge, experience, and service, put Charles Park in your corner. Visit charlespark.ca or call them or text them at 647-292-8886. Servicing from Hamilton to Kingston, from Toronto to Muskoka, Charles Park will not be outworked by anyone. And when you go to fox40shop.com, you will find the Fox 40 Titan, Fox 40 coaching boards, the Fox 40 electronic whistle, producing 100 decibels at the push of a button. Go to fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. Guest number one is Ron Foxcroft. He's the chair, uh, CEO, and founder of Fox 40, chair, CEO of Fluke Transport, Order of Canada recipient. Mr. Foxcroft, how are you today, sir? Doing terrific. Always great to be on Yes Guy. And thanks. I'm not following my good friend Jim Lawson, a fellow Burlington. We grew up together in, in Burlington, president of Woodbine. And like you, Jim, uh, Jim Lawson is in the Burlington Sports Hall of Fame. Well, and like yourself. So there's, it's, uh, it's, you know, Perry's going to feel left out here. It's a trifecta uh, uh, yeah. minus left go. <laughs> That doesn't yes. work for me very well, okay? Like, I need to be part of the, the group, the best group, because, frankly, Jim's introduction of you included every possible association, and now we add to it friend of Jim Lawson. That's absolutely amazing. Your resume grows by the day. It does, and Jim Lawson, his dad was my baseball coach in Burlington when I was growing up. He's a terrific guy, and now a shareholder of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and I'm sure he's very, very excited about Labor Day, Argos, Tiger Cats. Big, big game. Big game for both franchises. Big game for the Hamilton community. Even the casual fan in Hamilton gets excited when the Argos are coming to Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats on Labor Day. Listen, Foxy, I'm going to put in a little story here. And so, uh, you know, you know approximately where I live. And I was walking around one of the local parks on a very hot night about a month ago. And as I'm strolling through the park, there's this, uh, well, there's this fox that was uh, cooling himself off or herself off in the middle of my walkway. So I had to step around. Long story short, when I got home, I went into my drawer and got one of my Fox 40 whistles, put it on my keychain in case I was to run into the Fox again. This happens in Burlington, doesn't it? It does. There's a there's a real problem right now, too, Jim, in, in Burlington with coyotes. Coyotes have attacked just in the past week. They've attacked or bitten. I shouldn't say attacked, bitten five people. So we have just provided uh, the city of Burlington with about uh, 3,600 
coyote whistles. Now, you know, this isn't to to leave the people thinking, oh, well, you know, I I shouldn't be fearful if I see a coyote. What it does, uh, number it does two things. Number one, it, when you blow the Fox 40, it startles the coyote, and in most cases, they, they run away. The other thing, when you blow it, you let people in the vicinity within a mile of you know that there could be a problem and there could be help on the way to help you in in the event that a, a Cody a coyote is on the uh, on the trail. So you've seen the fox, and you know we don't want to do any harm to wildlife, but the the whistle does startle bears, coyotes, and in your case, Jim, we don't want to see you bitten by a fox. So you got to carry your fox forty. <laughs> I've got to hand it to Jim Taddy. He just came up with a story. I'm thinking, where are you going with this? And then it leads into a promotion. So, Jim, way to go with that story. Great commercial, too, right, Perry? It's fantastic. He could just take this whole thing as an advertisement. And not only scares, like, you know, animals. I've I've had it blown my way, and I was kind of scared, too. So, yeah. they're a little bit startled. But I want, yeah. to veer off, I want to veer off this, and I want to ask you a serious question. Yep. Your son works as an official for the Canadian Football League. Al Bradbury, who's worked for the Canadian Football League since the days of leather helmets, I believe, right? He's just yep. retired. I'm wondering how the uh, the Foxcroft family, you know, feels about the retirement of a longtime official. Al Bradbury not only is an amazing CFL official, he has a great track record, a great history, worked several Grey Cups. Al Bradbury is an amazing CFL official. He joined the CFL staff on the very same day as my son Dave joined the CFL staff. Uh, poor Al has been inflicted with some injuries, which has forced him to retire. And I must say, Perry, because you do, and Jim does follow the CFL closely, Al was one of the good officials which leads me to another story. You know, there's a terrible shortage of officials, not just in football, but in all sports. We just finished the Fox 40 basketball referees camp, which was established in 1988. Our guest speaker this year, by the way, was Herbie Kuhn, who, the, the Raptor PA announcer and also the chaplain of the Toronto Argonauts. But Perry, there is a shortage of officials across North America. It's a very serious problem. In the United States, there are 50,000 referees short in covering youth, high school, college uh, uh, sport, all sports. And in Canada, I haven't got an official number, but there's a shortage of referees in all sports, I understand, to be in the vicinity of about 5,000. It's a very, very serious problem. Without referees, Perry, we don't play the game. Well, hopefully with the show, we'll be able to address some of that and maybe get some people encouraged to um, follow that 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 particular job. But getting back to Labor Day game, you know, I, I covered it a million times. It was always interesting. You covered it probably, or been to 10 million Labor Day games. Does it ever yeah. get old? Yeah, yeah. Over six decades, I've been going to Labor Day games. I think I've missed about two in six decades. So is every year an exciting year, or does it get to be like Groundhog Day to a certain extent? Absolutely not. It It is a frenzy. And, and you know, I talked to Herbie Kuhn because he's so close to the Toronto Argonauts. 
It's a big event. It's a frenzy event for the team, for the Toronto Argonauts. They look forward to coming in to Hamilton, uh, receiving a tremendous amount of abuse, which sometimes can turn around into an inspiration. You know, the the abuse that they take, they turn it around and say, we're going to show you people in Hamilton what football is all about. And on the other side in Hamilton, you know, the Hamilton team, they they go in with many goals to start the season. Two in particular, A1, win the Grey Cup. The other goal is beat the Argos on Labor Day. So if they can beat the Argos on Labor Day, that's goal number one. And, of course, goal number two happens in November uh, when they go to the Grey Cup. Foxy, I'm going to throw something at you. I know that one of your favorite things is is the different people that you you sort of work your way through on a daily basis and and, and on trips, business trips, uh, social trips, all these things where you've got a collection of people that that most would not have access to. And I'm told my spies tell me that you actually ran into Kobe Bryant's high school principal. Tell us about that. Absolutely, I'm involved in with the American Cancer Society, Coaches versus Cancer. We provide the sporting community in America with pink whistles. And during Breast Cancer Week, all the referees use and purchase pink whistles. Since 2007, we've raised over $2.3 million for Coaches versus Cancer for the American Cancer Society. We had an outing in, in Olean, New York, just this week. And I was lucky to play. Well, first of all, we honored Joe Mahalik. Jim, a former um, coach at LaSalle and Niagara. Phil Martelli, the assistant coach at the University of Michigan, was the guest speaker. And um, Bobby Donato, who is a Division I basketball referee in the NCAA, was the principal for Kobe Bryant. And I remember, Jim, going to LaSalle uh, to referee LaSalle University, and there was this kid in the front row. His dad was the assistant coach for LaSalle. And I remember Speedy Morris, the coach for LaSalle, saying to me, you see that kid over there? He's coming to LaSalle, and he's going to be a good one. And that was Kobe Bryant uh, when he was in high school. And, uh, of course, your listeners know the story. He didn't go to LaSalle. He went right to the NBA and had the most amazing career that you could ever imagine. But imagine being the high school principal for uh, Kobe Bryant in Philadelphia. Well, that's some kind of honor. And on the subject of basketball, the great Bill Russell passed away recently. I want to ask you, between Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain or or pick anybody else, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, where would Bill Russell stand on the list of the greatest players in the NBA? Oh, boy. You know, that's a very difficult question. All I can say is I had the uh, enormous privilege when Bill Russell retired as a player, he became a coach. And I had the privilege of of him uh, yelling at me on, a, on an incorrect call that I made against his team. Uh, he was quite the competitor. And, and you know, uh, Perry, uh, he stressed defense. He stressed shot blocking. Uh, he stressed winning. Uh, losing was never in his vocabulary. To answer your question, the game has changed so much. 
you know, uh, now we have the three-point line. We have the shot clock. It's a different game. It's really hard to compare, and all I can say is Lou Alcindor was great. Wilt Stilt was great. Bill Russell was unique because he played – he made his teammates better players. He stressed defense. He stressed winning. Uh, all I can say to answer your question, he was an outstanding basketball player. Foxy, we've we've dealt with the Labor Day Classic, and I think I know which way you're leaning. Um, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. Is this the year? Boy, it could be. It could be the year. You know, my son Steve, uh, of course, my son Dave refs in the CFL. But my son Steve, this is his 31st year on the chain crew of the Buffalo Bills. I can't even imagine some of the classic games that he's seen um, in snow, in bad weather, in blizzards, in heat, in the summer, and great players. He tells me, and nothing's ever for sure in in the business of sport, this could be the year. And, and Jim, they open September the 8th um, in Los Angeles against the defending Super Bowl champions. So we could get a good idea. This could be the year. Um, and I know you think possibly this could be the year for the Detroit Lions but I think uh, Lefko and I, Lefko and I, would sort of have to not agree with you on that principle that Detroit Lions going to the Super Bowl. Although there can still be hope. Any, you know, right now everybody in the NFL know. is undefeated. I think they can go to the Super Bowl by buying a ticket. Nothing to stop them from getting it. Okay? <laughs> or, or hosting. Right. Or hosting. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But Jim. Detroit Lions are undefeated as of uh, today. Yeah, it's a, it's a yearly statement, and then it and then it dips in a hurry. <laughs> it does, Jim. It really does. But once again, Buffalo Bills—they have a shot. Could be a very interesting season. Foxy, I want to go back to Bill Russell. He yelled at you for an incorrect call. Yeah. Did you cower? Did you stand up to him? What did you do? You know what? I went over and I said, "You know what, Coach? I didn't have a good look at the play." You were right. It was an incorrect call. And he turned and he said, thank you. So as a coach, to me, he was a gentleman. But you know what, uh, Perry, just to be on the same floor um, as Bill Russell gives me goosebumps. And, and you know, I, I refereed people like uh, Dr. J did Michael Jordan's first game. Bill Russell, he was amazing. Just Truly amazing as a basketball player and a coach and a gentleman. Well, that's the, that's the, you talked about a trifecta off the top. That is the trifecta that everybody would aspire to have. Foxy, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure to be on Yes Guy. It is. Yes, it is. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> I hope He's you appreciate this copy now. Thank yeah. you. When you go to the Fox40 shop.com, you'll find hockey products like the Fox 40 Call, Fox 40 Super 4 CMG, 
Don't forget to pick up a copy of The 40 Ways of the Fox, Ron Foxcroft's inspirational book for new entrepreneurs and business veterans alike, fox40shop.com. Use the code YESGUY for 15% off your order. And if you are an experienced real estate agent looking for comprehensive value and a distinct advantage, contact Charles Park Managing Broker, REMAX West Realty Brokerage, offering state-of-the-art technologies with exclusive coaching and mentoring. For a confidential interview, call Charles at 647 292 8886 or email charles at remaxwest.com. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Jim Taddy and Perry Left go with you. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at 1 877 734 3055 BraleyAdvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. And master your game strategy with the Fox 40 coaching boards available for basketball, hockey, football, and more. Use the code YESGUY at checkout for 15% off your order. Go to Fox40Shop.com. Let's bring in Jim Loss now, CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. Jim, welcome. How are you? Uh, morning, guys. I'm great. Thank you. Uh, our pleasure to have you on. Uh, let me ask you this. You know, it, Woodbine was hit pretty hard with, with COVID, uh, and I would assume that this would be a, a return to normal type year for you. How's it going? It's going well. It, uh, it certainly feels like a return to normal. It's, uh, we've had uh, probably, um, probably buttressed up by the fact that during the pandemic, we moved a lot of people uh, online, uh, digitally, and, and that's uh, wagering is is up generally across north in horse racing, pari mutual wagering, and, and we're um, we're doing well on a per race basis. So um, reasons for optimism, that's for sure. You know, Jim, Queen's Plate Day was a great day. Uh, you've always talked about the importance of horses and them being the stars. There was a filly named Moira who certainly showed her star uh, potential in the Queen's Plate. And I'm wondering, in my opinion, I always get more excited watching a filly win the plate than a colt because fillies don't do it that often. So I'm wondering what your impressions were of watching this great horse do what she did. Well, she was spectacular that day, and it's a great thing for the sport. Uh, Like any sport, horse racing needs its stars, and we we all like to follow. It draws attention to the sport, and... uh, it certainly looked after, after her Canadian Oaks win that she was uh, an emerging superstar and uh, she was emphatic in her victory in the Queen's Plate and uh, really good for the sport. I was excited. I was hoping she might do that. I didn't think she'd do it in the fashion that she did, but the, the fact she did is, was uh, exciting to watch and certainly great for the sport. So. Uh, she's she's a super filly, that's for sure. You know, it would be great to see her go through the Triple Crown, but it looks like uh, one of the options or connections they're considering is going to stake to, you know, raise her value as a broodmare. And I'm wondering, on the one hand, if that's great because a, a Canadian horse is going to the U.S. to showcase her talent. On the other hand, she may not be racing here through the Canadian Triple Crown. Yeah, it certainly looks like they're pondering their next step. Um, certainly... Um, I'm disappointed that, that she wouldn't stay for the Triple Crown. That's what we're trying to do is, is bring attention uh, to Canadian racing and the OLG Triple Crown. So, yeah, I, I, I understand it. I'm not being critical when I say that. I'm just uh, saying it's, it's a disappointment for us. Uh, they've, got, uh, they've got some choices. There's, 
there's a chance she could be back at Woodbine at the EP Taylor. Um, for, for one option for there's the Cotillion uh, down at Parks, a, a big race for three-year-old fillies there, but that's on the dirt and it's a tricky surface. So I think, you know, they may not want to do that. The, the, the route that I think they're likely considering maybe going to, to Keeneland for Queen Elizabeth, and that's on the turf. Uh, but if they have aspirations of going to the Breeders' Cup, uh, the, the uh, Queen Elizabeth is only three weeks before that. So they've got a tough decision to make. Um, I'd like to see them running the Triple Crown, of course, but I, I understand why they may not. And uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. But there, it's not an easy step for her because of the change of surfaces that she's going to have to undergo. So we'll see what happens. You know, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, a wagering going online, uh, which is, uh, you know, a nice alternative. I'm just wondering, out of that, you know, even though the revenues could be at the level you want, how important is it for you to have people in, in the stands? Well, I, you know, we're, we're big believers that uh, we the way to grow the sport is to expose people to the horses and, and the jockeys and let them come out and see a horse like Moira and see her perform. It's a... Uh, it's a long-term game with us. We, uh, if, if as we sit down and look at our marketing budget for the year, we certainly don't plow it all into uh, pr- promoting digital and, and online wagering. We we need to get people out. We've just invested uh, millions of dollars in with Labatt's and our Stella Artois patio, and all that is with a view to to growing the sport. It's. Uh, a lot of times the things we do are our lost leaders and the lost leader aspect of it is is continuing to grow the popularity of the sport for a new generation of fans and and like many sports uh you guys live in this world but you know football uh certainly Canadian league football tennis golf they they suffer from from demographic issues and and we've got to find a way to reach out to that that new fan to grow the sport and it's not going to happen um, by doing it all digitally and online because you're just not going to get the the following and the support uh, it's just another wager often and and uh, we want we want people to like and uh, and follow the sport you know is this part of what you're talking about making woodbine a destination people to come, you know, to watch horse racing, to see it live. But your plant is also expanding with various other aspects, you know, with the hotel, with the casino, probably other elements that I'm not even aware of. When all those things come together, will that effectively make this place a destination entertainment for people, for various things that they want to see and experience, and certainly the horses? Yes, absolutely. That's the vision. Uh, We want to make Horse racing at Woodbine center ice for all of that, including as many as 25,000 plus housing units so that people can live there and they can wander over to the races or watch the horses train uh, from their residences on the northwest corner of the property there. And we we feel that uh, with that whole entertainment destination and residential destination, that uh, it, it's then up to us to make sure that we draw people in. There's going to be a, a 5,000 seat music auditorium opening uh, right to the east of the paddock in, next April. And so there's a great opportunity over the next 5, 10, 15 years that uh, you'll see 
700 acres of land developed there with, with horse racing at the center of it. And I think that's going to be good for the horse racing business long-term in Toronto. Wow. The residential, can you describe uh, what your plans are that way? I think that would uh, be of interest to a lot of people. Well, we currently have about 50 acres of uh, residentially zoned land on the northwest corner of the property. So picture the, the corner of uh, Rexdale and 427. That is currently residential. What we're working towards right now is is rezoning in conjunction with bringing a go train station to the southeast corner. Uh, you guys are familiar with the track where the training track is, bringing a transportation hub there that would would link up uh, the, the Union Pearson line and the GO line with ultimately the light rail transit and bring a, a transit hub to that area. And uh, with that, um, we feel consistent with governmental policy of people live and uh, and work uh, near near infrastructure, uh, in particular mass transit, that uh, that that's the type of development that Toronto needs, that the province needs. Uh, you hear constantly about the need for housing, and um, we've got about 170 acres there that we're hoping for for mixed use zoning, including residential. So, both the southeast corner and the, and the northwest corner are targeted largely for residential. We think that's the right thing to do. There's a big demand, obviously, for residential uh, as as over the next. 10, 20 years as, as uh, our population grows. So, it, it, again, it will be good for racing. It will be revenue uh, to continue uh, our operations and uh, and ultimately will bring people to the site to uh, for us to market horse racing to just a larger group of people. So it's uh, there, there is a great vision there, and uh, we need to work closely with the province and the city of Toronto to make sure that happens. You know, when I was covering racing, it was the track, and it was a lot of barren land. And there was always talk about developing it, and there was the recession that stopped it at one point. Just you being there and actually seeing the construction going on, you know, must be a. It just must bring you know a lot of joy to you seeing that this idea, this creation, this imagination of something is actually happening. Yeah, it means a lot. It, it's um, it's it's a, there's an interesting history to that. I, I was actually brought onto the board in 2008, uh, beginning of 2008, to deal with the real estate. I spent much of my career doing real estate development law across the world. And um, we had a we had a deal with Woodbine Live, which fell apart largely because of the recession. And and when we when that fell apart in 2012, 2013, the idea was we're sitting on 683 acres, <laughs> to be exact, of the largest portion of, of private land uh, undeveloped in, in the city of Toronto and one of the most valuable pieces in the country. And uh, the idea is we need to, to generate revenue and, and, and bring this to fruition. So we did a master plan. We're, we're, on, we're on schedule and, and, and it is very comforting to see. And when I say we're on schedule, what I mean by that is this is a 10, 15, 20 year plan. Um, we're, we're a private company Woodbine Entertainment is but we're a not-for-profit and we're going to do this right from a social standpoint from an environmental standpoint we're going to plan a modern community with with good access and and uh, environmentally efficient and environmentally uh, responsible and and so there's an opportunity here to plan a community 
um, that Canada can be proud of and that we will be, that ultimately will benefit horse racing. And so there, there really is a vision there and, uh, you know, it's, but it's, it's a 10 to 25 year vision in terms of what will happen. And, and but if it goes along those lines, and I, I think it should, we have, uh, we have a good team, we have a good board and hopefully they'll, they'll carry on with it. And, um, it will it will sustain horse racing for generations, which is really the mandate of Woodbine Entertainment. You know, it sounds really well thought out, and we all applaud that. Uh, well, you started uh, in 2008. Was that uh, process already started, or did that be, sort of happen with you? Uh, it sort of happened with me. Certainly, there was. I'm not trying to take credit when I say that. What happened in in 2008 is a portion of the lands had been leased to a group out of Baltimore, the Cordish Group. And uh, it did not include casino rights. It did not include that uh, that that residential lands at the time. It did, it, it only included the, the northeast portion of the property. It was a long-term land lease. So there had been um, plans with the Cordish Group. It was a ground lease to them. And uh, but when that fell apart, uh, what was decided? And uh, I don't know how much time we have, but I'll I'll quickly say that uh, one of the catalysts for this was was the the buffalo bills and the fact that John Bon Jovi and and uh, uh, the the bidding group for the buffalo bills wanted to put an NFL stadium on that north on that west portion of the property along the 20 along the 427 that was about the time that uh, I stepped in as chair in 2012 and I forced the management team to go out and do a master plan using um, renowned experts to do a master plan for the entire property so we wouldn't misstep uh, and uh, and start putting sports stadiums or sports arenas in places that would interfere with residential and, and the overall potential of the property. So that master plan was really the, the catalyst to move this all ahead. And we've been working with that master plan now for, for seven years. And, uh, Part of the the trigger, of course, has been the the development of the entertainment center, uh, and the casino expansion, and the hotel, and uh, and now the, the biggest single incremental step will be the uh, the mass transit, the train station on the southeast corner. Well, Jim, you were preceded by Ron Foxcroft, who's a great supporter of our show. I know he's a good kind of yours. Ron wears about eight thousand hats, and he's probably <laughs> probably about a hundred million boards. I wonder if you could tell us one defining Jim Lawson, Ron Foxcroft story that would say that would definitively prove that you and him are really tight. <laughs> well, I had I had dinner with him last night. So that doesn't suggest uh, we're really tight, but uh, a, uh, he certainly you'll find this interesting. He and his his sons are part of a. a I had a horse, and and they. Uh, they entrusted me. I sold them a portion of the horse and, and uh, said we were going to name it Zuger after Joe Zuger from the Tiger Cats, of course, in the in the 60s. And uh, that shows we're really tight. If Ron can trust me to buy into a a, a yearling horse, which he did, and uh, the horses at, at Woodbine Training now, and we're hoping he races for us under the, the black and gold partnership in, in about a month from now. So there you go. That's that's you're, big you're time exciting news. We're that's gonna promote that. Great news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's verified well, now. Go. I just 
just a quick one on the way out, Jim. Uh, the the resident uh, development at, at Woodbine. What are you talking about? Their condos or, or something else? Well, because of the because of the height restrictions uh, relative to the airport, um, we're we're looking. It, it it's such a vast area. It will be. Uh, an array of of townhouses and condos not high rises i think we have uh, for the most part about a an eight story six to eight story height restriction on on what we're doing you'll you'll see where the hotel is today it's it it uh, it goes up just above the top of our grandstand so it's 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 going to be largely townhouse condo style and and it will depend ultimately on the zoning density that we get uh, from the city of toronto but it's it's going to be uh nice we've we've got residential developers falling all over us to uh to get rights to develop there and uh we're really holding off till we get this uh this mass transit because that's going to uh we don't want to do deals too early before we have the mass transit because there's a lot of value uh once that transit arrives and then that the housing will follow and uh, it will be a great place for people in proximity to the major highways and the airport so we're excited about uh the residential aspect of it and and what it will do for horse racing ultimately. Jim, thanks for your time. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, guys. Love being on, and uh, we'll talk again. Yes, we will. This segment is sponsored by Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Financial advisor Herb Braley, ready to help you with your financial needs. If you want a comfortable and real conversation about your options, contact Herb at one 734 or visit his website, braleyadvisors.com. With 31 years of experience, Herb will help you do what you want to do with your money, get it back to you when you need it the most. Financial clarity and comfort with Braley Financial Advisors Incorporated. Well, let's talk about advanced planning. Your life, your say, your tribute in all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes, Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Jim Taddy and Perry Lefko with you. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, or if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom-tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTGDean. Go to safebridgefinancial.com or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Check out Fox 40's new premium whistle, the Fox 40 Titan, and a sleek titanium body. The Titan emulates the authentic sound of the Fox 40 Classic. Available now in titanium, gold, or matte black. Go to fox40shop.com. Let's bring in Matt Cause now, gameplay host on TSN 1050 and wine expert. And I hope I say this right, sommelier, right? Did I say that, that right? Is yes, that is 100% correct. The irony, I mispronounce 80% of all athletes' names, but I'll get sommelier correct. Well, there you go. So, so tell us about like how much wine do you drink on a daily basis after the show? <laughs> well, I mean, pre-show, of course, that's the low alcohol whites, your German Rieslings, you know, because you you, you got to go in with a bit of an edge. Um, it, you know, it depends. I would say the heaviest would be a bottle in a night, but that would be over you know a full meal, so over the course of many many hours. Okay, Matt. First of all, I want to. I'm going to congratulate our producers for getting you. This is one of the greatest gets we've ever had in the history of the Escap show. I, I can't believe we actually got Matt caught, but be that as it may, when you go out for dinner, you find yourself sniffing all around because everyone's drinking wine and you're attracted to that smell. You know what I do more of? I try not to smell sniff because I find uh, strangers, they uh, react negatively when someone walks up to them and starts smelling around them. But I'm really nosy. 
Like I will always, I didn't pun intended, I guess. I always look to see what <laughs> bottles are on, on people's uh, tables. Also, if I see people walking in and out of the LCBO, I want to see what they have. So I'm really nosy with that. And, but I try my best to be discreet. But I know sometimes I'm just dead-eyed staring at someone trying to see if it's a Beaujolais or a Burgundy. Wow, so that, that brings up an image. I mean, you could be out for dinner with a significant other, and you could overhear somebody's wine order, and then would you scoff at it, or what would you do if you didn't like it? Uh, quietly scoff at it and maybe mention it to, uh, to my girlfriend. But I, my main thing is, is I never want to do it to the people around me. Because wine is very, it makes people intimidated, and it shouldn't. Wine is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to enjoy it. So if someone perceives that their order is, quote, unquote, incorrect, then they can get insecure about it. And that's the last thing I want to do. I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not quietly judging and shaming them, but never to their face. Because I guess those people would be considered whiners, right? Oh, God. Oh, Perry. Perry I'm going to have to work with me on this, all right? I'm going to have to work really hard to come up with a worse joke than that. But by the way, I'm up to the challenge. All right. So, Matt, Matt Devlin is known as Matty D. Has anyone ever called you Matty C? You know what? I don't think they have. I, you know what? That's a, that's a good point, Perry. I, you know what? No, I, I, I get Causey a lot. Um, and it, just my last name, Cause, is one that people like to say, just because, you know, it's, it's such a common word. But I've never had Matty C. Also, I feel if we try to do that, Matty D might uh, might uh, put down a lawsuit or something um, for copyright infringement. Okay, well, Matty C, let me ask you this question. <laughs> I mean, I, don't th- I think yes, it was God. a no-brainer for you to get into wine. Could you name me any other drinkable or edible substance where you could smell the packaging it was in? You could sample it, and if you didn't like it, you could send it back. I mean, if I ordered a steak and took one bite out of it, I couldn't send it back. I mean, th- this is brilliant. Oh, it, re- it really is, you know, and all you've got to do is come up with a couple fancy words and terms, and they'll, and they'll buy it. For anyone listening, just say things with a little confidence. Just mention to the, to the, to the wait staff that the wine dies in the mid-palate, and suddenly, boom, that bottle of wine that you've scarfed back a third of, you, there's a chance you could get it taken back. Well, Maddie C. Jack Armstrong just walked by me, wants to say hello. Maddie C., get that garbage out of here. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, that was weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, give my best to Jack Armstrong. Wink. By the way, I will say, though, I rarely, um, like, you know, uh, any good restaurant will take back that bottle of wine. If it is faulted, if it has gone bad, any good restaurant um, worth their salt will take, the, uh, will take the wine back. You know, it, it strikes me that we're glorifying what you do, but but really, I mean, uh, you are, uh, you know, you're a sommelier, so so you're you're sort of setting your your your, uh, uh, I guess, what am I trying to say here? You're setting your your grading of a drink, so it's kind of like being in the sports highlight business. I mean, you 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 have a volume of what you're doing, but there's no real depth to it, is there? <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of well, in terms of what I'm doing, like the you know the weird thing, uh, uh, Jim, about wine is the amount of study you have to put into it. To get you know to become a Somali to get your diploma, it sometimes when studying it, I was always thinking this is really silly. Like I feel like I'm putting as many hours as doctors and nurses, but what I do is slightly less important than what they do. You know, of course, you make all of us more bad, right? We're we're all slobs. We just drink beer. We just order whatever wines on the menu. Uh, no, no, you think no, there Perry, be a- whatever you drink. If you like the taste of it, that's good wine. And by the way. I'm a, I like Coors Light and Bud Light as well. I got a lot of range. I'm not just a I'm, I'm not just a wine snob. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beer for the people. That's pretty amazing because I'm I'm actually a Guinness yeah. guy. But but be that as it may, during this conversation, the word scarf was used, 
used to talk about drinking wine. Is wine the type of thing that you have to really taste it slowly, really absorb the flavor, or can you actually just drink it as readily as you would a beer? It depends on my mood. Like a lot of times, yeah, I will drink wine just like a beer, where not every glass is meant to be sniffed, and I want to spend 20 minutes assessing which appellation in France did it come from, and was it new oak, was it stainless steel? Sometimes you just want a nice, yummy glass of wine that tastes good, like you know, that tastes good with the food you're eating. And yeah, so it goes both ways. Sometimes it's a lot of analysis. But if I'm just out with friends, nah, just give just give me a glass, of, you know, a big bold red to go with my meat, or give me a, a glass of white uh, that's crisp and refreshing, and I don't think about it. I won't think about it very much at all. Okay, let's talk football. We've got this Labor Day Classic, and uh, you know, I know that you follow the CFL religiously, uh, and uh, that you have worked on Tiger Cat broadcasts, and and you love the Argos as well. You're you're like me. You're kind of split on this. How do you see this happening? Yeah, it, it is funny. I I do feel like a. Um, um, what's it when someone's married to more? I forget what it is. Married to more than one person, like when you're in Utah or something like that. When you're oh, big, bigamy. I do feel like a sports bigamist with the Argonauts and Ticats because I went to school at McMaster, so I spent a lot of time in Hamilton. But my first law, and you know, worked uh, with you, Jim, uh, uh, doing Hamilton broadcasts. So I am split, but obviously in the end, I'm leaning. My leanings go towards the Argonauts. Uh, to me, like it's simplistic to say. Um, if Dane Evans is playing, uh, if he's there for the whole game, I think Schultz is out. But can Dane Evans go a game without turning the ball over? He Apparently not. No. He no. like on that third interception and the Peter the Peter's INT return. Like him on the bench, you know, he just looks so lost out there. And I, honestly, guys, I felt bad for him. Like this was a guy who I don't think he has any answers to his own problems, and he said it afterwards. I mean. Since week one, I mean, that's really been the theme of Hamilton is the turnovers that Dane Evans has been committing. Matty C., thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Hey, guys, (laughs) thanks so much for finally having me on. I've been sitting here and waiting (laughs) every week. Oh, there's Aaron Karolnik. Oh, there's someone else from TSN. Where's old Matty C.? Matty C., well, guess what, guys? Matty C., all later. Oh, that's all. Bye, guys. Hey, wait a minute. You never once said yes, guy. Oh my God! Well, I, I don't. Well, what about trademark infringement? You know, oh, you're allowed to I, I, do it. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. Yes, guy. There we go. Okay, thanks, Matty C. Homeowners are first-time buyers. If you're considering purchasing, refinancing, if your mortgage is coming up for renewal, talk to Dean Romani, TMG SafeBridge Mortgage Solutions. Dean will provide you with custom tailored mortgage solutions for all your needs. You can contact Dean on Twitter at MTG Dean, or go to SafeBridgeFinancial.com, or give him a call at 416-885-1761. Let's talk about advanced planning. Your life, your say, your tribute, and all your way. Turner and Porter Funeral Directors. Let's start a conversation. Visit turnerporter.ca. This is Yes Guy, the radio show on TSN 1050. Yes Guy, no guy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, drivers and passengers, time now for the fully sanctioned, all permissions given edition of Yes Guy, No Guy, and Yes Guy, the radio show. How does that happen? Well, it does. Go ahead, sir. Matt Cause should start calling himself Matty C., Oh, absolutely. Yes, guy. Matty C. There's no trademark infringement there. Absolutely an emphatic, hard yes guy to that. Yes guy, no guy. The Cats will rebound and defeat the Argos in the Labor Day Classic. No guy. The Cats have problems at quarterback. I don't have any confidence in Dane Evans. So that's an emphatic no guy. Okay, go ahead, sir. After listening to Matty C., you want to go out and buy yourself an expensive bottle of Chardonnay. 
Uh, two things after listening to Matty C. Yes, guy to that. And the second one is I want to take him to a restaurant and have him listen to people order wine with their meals so he can so, sort of be a peanut gallery in the background. So so a hard yes guy to that. Yes guy, no guy. The Live Tour has actually had a bigger effect on the PGA Tour than you originally thought. Yes, guy, because it's forced the uh, PGA Tour to put some more money into the purses and more money into the top golfers' pockets. That's an, an emphatic, undeniable yes guy. Okay, go ahead, sir. The Bills make you want to shout again. Oh, yes, guy. This is uh, all optimism here. I can't wait to see how this maps out. A quick yes, guy, no guy here. Bo Levi Mitchell will play in the East next year. Yes, guy. I like that uh, question. An emphatic yes, guy. Okay, we'll end on that. Thanks to everybody for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed episode 91 of Yes, Guy. So let's go out on Yes, Guy.